Next question I want to give to everyone, which is going to piggyback on that is, in your experiences, describe the person who often blocks change. So what I mean by that is, looking back in your own life, the person that blocked change, what kind of a person were they? So we don't have to name names, but let's, we want to almost describe what were the characteristics, uh, what was the positioning of this person or this thing that you realize is what was blocking change from happening in your life. And I will, I will just maybe answer the question for myself while everyone thinks. Um, for me, what a block of change has often looked like is, is, is someone who promised that soon we will change it. <laughs> you know, almost speaking to my sense of patience. Um, so they would diffuse my anger and say, yeah, we're going to deal with it, just wait. That's, that's what the person looks like in my life who often blocks change from happening. Um, so I don't know how everyone else uh, experiences this. What does the person look like that often blocks change in your life? Okay, I'm Maria. Um, I think more than there being a specific trait within the person who is then prohibiting change, I think what I've noticed is that the person who is prohibiting change always has a circle of enablers around them. So they constantly have a circle of people who allow them to then remain the person that they are. So more than them being a specific person, it's the people around them who enable the nonsense. And that's what I have noticed about people who refuse to change or refuse to bring about change, that mm. they have no one calling them out. And I think essentially that's what allows them to continue. Okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I see them in, in my visions. I'm born. <laughs> uh, for other people, what, what does this person look like? Or what are these traits that can also help us see and recognize now in our future lives, uh, what it looks like when a person's trying to actually block us, they're not helping. Uh, they wanna prevent change. Can I go? Yeah. Um, for me, what I've noticed in the past was definitely people that refuse to be educated and that refuse to unlearn bad habits. Mm. Um, it's, it's all good and nice when I tell you that I feel oppressed in this way, when you say this, when you do this, but if you don't acknowledge how I feel and try to empath empathize with me, sorry, and change the way you think, then it will never, it, it can't, you can't move forward, you can't change. Um, it's like how people, how racism, for instance, for just for the lack of a, a better uh, example, is taught and how it goes from generation to generation. Whereas if you decide, okay, let me actually see what's up with Asian people, what's up with black people, what's up with whatever, yeah. then I, I can put myself in their situation. Like these people are just human beings like me. Why do I treat them less than just because of? So yeah, that was my experience. Just people refusing to, to, to be educated and yeah, basically being educated, yeah. 
Awesome, awesome. So can can Ria just um, unpack that statement you've made? Because I think it's quite good, but we want to hear you say it so that you can say more. And then after that, we'll have Felicia. Sorry. Hi. Um, so what I had said was, um, it's basically for me, the people who are always in the way of change are people who, were, who are sheltered from the storm, the mm. storm being whatever social issues they um, the cloak of privilege and people because of extreme desperation and envy um, due to their situation and the injustice are willing to lay themselves over hot calls or anyone else just to touch the hem of this privilege. So mm. I just think it's people who obviously if you be clothed by it, why would you now want to be like, okay, come here, let me also shelter you and like, you know, with this cloak. And then people who just are so desperate from the situation that anything which is like someone said something so profound that um they were speaking about um black people and i our idea of privilege and that we look at people a lot of people who are, are have made it and are black as sellouts um a lot of times and then she was like it's not always like that because these people who have this privilege that you think of it's so fragile if you're a doctor and you qualify and you're able to take your family out of like you know the the hood if you make one mistake and your license is taken away you're going back that's how fragile our privilege is and a lot of times we're willing to you know almost throw our own at the wayside for just touching the hem of, of a privilege that's so fragile mm -hmm. no that's 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 very very good and i think I think it is a very scary thought that um, sometimes you feel conflicted in protecting what you have if you see others suffering that look just like you. Um, because even those who've been privileged for long, they don't even have that conflict or that moral dilemma. Okay, Felicia? Um, I'd say that the common thread or the common characteristic that I've seen is that the people that are usually against change, especially if it's coming from, from yourself. So I'm going to speak for myself. So when I'm standing against something, the people that would be like, ah, whoa, Felicia, would be people that are very defensive. Um, they always say that, no, but Nina, I'm not like that. Like, I'm, I, I ain't one of those people. You know, like, especially with the race thing, um, it was so funny. Um, someone that was very close to me, that is very close to me, I don't know if they're close to me, um, they were basically saying that, no, but you know, like, I have you as a friend, you know, and I look after these people. And back in the days, like, I, I used to be one of those people that stood against this. So why are, why are you guys so angry? And, um, it came from a very defensive place to say that, hey, like, I, I ain't doing that. So why y'all gonna be out here? And um, I think I think that's the common thread. It's it's like a, it's like saying it's like saying I'm not like that. So you should not be angry. You should not want change because well, I have changed. I am the change. So mm -hmm. why do you need change? 
Mm. So mm. that's what I've seen. No, that's that's very good. That's very good. Uh, I see Nova's comment here. It says the one thing that prevents change is being logical about things. Like you'll have a person say, bro, be realistic. That individual needs to understand that change isn't realistic. It's sometime, it's something foreign. So you got to go for it full force. Very true. Very, very, very true. Uh, Timna then says, it hasn't been one person in my life, but every chapter of my life where I choose to undergo change. The people that knew me before or in that season want me to stay as the version of me that they are comfortable with. When my change and growth made them uncomfortable, it threatened them. They even resorted to making it their mission to educate the new people I meet that no, Timna is not like the she, like that, she is this and that. She's putting on a front. Very, yeah. Yeah, we know those people, Timna. Whew. Hey, bye, problem. Um, then we have here from uh, Prof. Timmy Diole. Uh, well done, Cecilia, and my dear sons and daughters. How? Keep the conversations going. We're handing over the baton. It was good to visit the session for a short while. I love the level of knowledge, uh, learning, and engagement on this platform. CF, thank you very much. Uh, Musa, the man in the mirror, I think the first person we see this character from ourselves. The instant we doubt whether our call for change is valid, that's the moment we continue to oppress ourselves. Very, yeah, that's, that is so, so deep. Um, I, would, I would also just add, before we move to this next one, we'll talk about the tools. I think definitely when we are posing a threat or when our change makes people uncomfortable, we will hear more things that upset us. Um, like I, I do understand that logically speaking, talking about stuff can't really help things, but that's even the design of therapy. You know, it's almost like even the things that logically do work, we can sometimes be told cannot work because it means, uh, it poses a threat that even this action of us, you know, we're almost venting to each other because that's also the other problem with the way our lives are, that we are so isolated from each other, that we sometimes feel like we are on personal missions, that there aren't a collective group of people who feel the same. So that's why it can sometimes feel like all we do is talk, but it's because we can't talk, <laughs> if you get my drift. Um, our second last question on change uh, says, what tools are used to stifle change in your experience so what tools are used to stifle change in your experience let's let's unpack that and hopefully you are seeing where this is going about the idea of why is change so freaking difficult so let's hear okay tim now you can you can go for it well, okay, sorry quick did you repeat your question so the question just says, what tools are used to stifle change in your experience? Oh, okay. Um, personal, personal experience, personal life. Um, if I'm not doing something they're comfortable with, I won't get an allowance. Okay. Um, at, at school, of course, if I'm here being the threat to the university, they're posing a risk to the university calling for um, decolonization and the inter 
institutionalized racism, suspension, mm. expulsion, or in the medical space, I can't be there at the hospital saying, please don't speak Afrikaans to the doctor. My marks, zero, no, no. So it's things like that. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let, let's hear from uh, some of the other silent voices. Sumpiwe, then Entle, then Nyasha. Let's 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 hear diversion voices. Simpiu, usempeten futs funugus. Okay. Um. Wait. Please repeat the thing because the question that you asked, Lentina's answer, it was very different. So I just wanna understand be sure. before I so say idea. That I... <laughs> you won't be too wrong. Don't know how. Um. What mm -hmm. tools are used to stifle change in your experience? So what are what are the things people are trying to use to make sure that change doesn't happen in your space? Um, people don't really like to accept the fact that there is a problem in the first place. So if you had to bring it up constantly, they'd just be like, no, you're over-exaggerating, which is the most annoying thing anyone could ever hear. Or... Um, nah, but I don't feel like that. Or are you sure that's what you really feel? Are you sure that's what happened? So it's very hard to sort of express how you're feeling to people when they really don't hear you, and you just you just end up not speaking about things. Like especially with things like universities, you bring up problems, they shut you down immediately, as if you are the one that's causing the problems. Past schools, friends, everything like. It's just hard to to speak about things that really you didn't cause, but you want change because it's personally affecting you, but it's not personally affecting them. And it also shows their privilege. I don't know if that answers it properly, but... Oh, no, that, 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 that answers it very experience. Very good. And tell us, from your perspective, what are the tools people are using to stifle change around you? And then we'll read the comments, which are very good. I'm liking it. Um, okay, for me, uh, okay, for me, it's more so a thing of manipulation. Mm. So because I want to bring about change and I want to um, move away from what people are used to, they tend to then use emotional manipulation or just manipulate me to stay back, to stay in the space that I'm in already. Like in as much as they, they'll be like, oh no, I hear you, you know, let's, <laughs> you know, definitely something must happen. And then that's it. That's the something that happened. You know, They said something must happen and that's enough. And, you know, for me, it's, I take it as they're moving towards that change and they're trying to, you know, so they'll, they'll be very smart with their words. Mm. And then it's like, Oh, away. Okay, great. Oh, we're moving for change. And it's just me again. And now I look like a Popeye because I trusted people who never intended on bringing about change in the first place. Good. Yeah. All right. Go be Nyasha. Then it will be you, Brakop, because you've asked. And then I'm going to read some of these comments. So Nyasha, then Brakop. Yes, uh, am, am I hearable? Yeah, yeah, even hearable. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so like in my opinion usually people tend to listen to those who like compared to you uh, higher in power like hierarchy like in terms of the hierarchy they're on a higher level so if you try to implement change it's usually they just like they throw it away and be like ah but then who are you what are you where are you mm. so 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 like so they they tend even but still even how can i describe it you in my opinion you have to some kind of reputation mm. for them to listen to you if you don't they will just see it as you just giving an idea and just like trying to be part of something even though you cannot implement that thing that you um yeah like i hope you you you, you understand where i'm getting Yeah no I I I see where you are going yes no thank you anyway. Mm-hmm. No that's good. Uh Brakop let's hear from you. Um hello okay. Um for me um I'll say that you know for change um I think um like in life you know I had to like um for example what I've say that from now like when you hear people give you advice advice you have to like i think it's a better way to receive it in a positive way instead of receiving it in a negative way because that might change you in like in life you say okay i think people are trying to like uh, embrace your future life and and decisions and because um you don't know like i think it's better in that way to to say um they're not trying to like put you down anything but it's a way to say okay that's all better your life and i think for me i think i see it that way i think maybe that does that answer your question i think yeah, i i think in some things we're not so clear but i i get what you what you're getting at um okay then when we look at some of these cool comments it's going quite crazy here um So stuff like deflection very true from Jackie uh slice says people are usually ignorant complacent like empathy they don't believe in change make excuses stuck in their ways comfortable and stubborn hey how oh, it's going bad that porch sorry slice oh. and then Jackie uh what about ism deflection justification because other people are doing it true nozipo says education very very true chloni people don't see a problem unless it's their problem yep all lives matter imagine yeah woeful ignorance uh musa then says uh money access to funds limits any form of transformation you need funds to lubricate the start of any form of program access to streams of finances enables you to play on a longer scale very very true um people tend to make light of a situation to alleviate the tension but in doing so they don't realize it the problem smaller than it is very true tandani yeah katleho also says it's about money because we've centered everything around it so it makes it difficult to move things around without it very very true yeah maria they have a clear understanding that they have the power to give and take what you need yep and they therefore play on the desperation of the person in need with emotional manipulation 
that dangle their carrot and put you in compromising positions to further assert their power. Wow. Diale, uh, people who patronize others. Um, Tulu says, I can't find the, the raise my hand anymore. Can I make a comment? Yes, it's fine. Uh, Tulu, you can speak. And then I'll finish the, yo, it's going crazy here. Yeah, we'll, we'll carry on. No, I just had to, um, one of the ways I think, um, this is something that I, I, I remembered from when I was in high school is that they use people like us to kind of justify some of the actions that they take or the lack of action. So in high school, when it came to hair policies, for example, it was always enforced by a black teacher. So it was never any of the other white teachers standing in front saying that you must have braids, your natural hair must be tied back or it must be relaxed. It was always the black teacher doing that kind of work. And it, it makes you think that they use those kind of people like us to kind of say, but if she's saying it's okay, then surely there is no problem. And I think it's something that constantly happens as you go through different stages of life in workplaces when maybe you're saying that there's lack of black people in managerial posts, for example, they'll say, but we have five black people in various senior posts and those five black people are used to justify the lack of change or progress in certain aspects. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that is, that is a common, common tool. And then when we carry on here with Musa, she talks about the law legislature and adaptations of legal applications in the change in society. We'll look at how long it takes lawmakers to action policies that go towards engaging communities and reform around gender-based violence. And Timna says, yeah, you have 10 followers on Twitter among when Yeah, no, it's true. And Minashema, very few, eh? Very, very few. And then <laughs> Forbes says, when people brush things off, they see nothing wrong with it. And when you call them out on it, they say they, uh, let's say they make a rape joke and you call them out for it. And they say you're being dramatic and you should calm down. It's just a joke. Yeah. That's very common in high school, young men. Uh, Musa, the, most, the Moses mentality, we're constantly reminded of our shortfalls and inabilities that we are afraid to try. Man, this is a lot. I like this. And hopefully I, do, I don't lose all of these things. I think at the core, what I had wanted a lot of our questions to help us get to, because we've literally answered what would have been the last one, which is the common phrase you hear when you question the lack of change. And some of those phrases we already reflected on. Um, was for us to see that when we want to get into the act of creating social change, if we know the obstacles, it should hurt less when we face them because Oksalaya, we're going to do it.